0: It was about like three years ago when i got into art school for the first time in like years it felt like i was finally at a place where i like belonged and felt accepted and that i really saw like a more bright future and it's crazy because i'm graduating this year so it's like a full full circle thing you know Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by my dance teacher, Alina Jacobs, to talk about the subject, How to Stop Comparing Yourself and Build Self-Trust. A little background on Alina, she works as a dance pedagogue specialized in improvisation, but also as a gyrotonic and gyrokinesis trainer. She is also a contemporary dancer and choreographer. She originally is from Germany and studied dance education at Codarts here in the Netherlands. This recording was made while she was a trainer and teacher affiliated with Movement Retraining Center, where I also started taking her modern dance classes. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll check back in with you at the very end. Welcome to the podcast, Alina.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the invitation. Of
0: course. (laughs) The reason why I wanted to invite you onto this podcast was because there were a couple of things while you were teaching in dance that I remembered and I found it so reassuring when you said in the very first class, don't compare yourself to anyone else, just base your progress off of how you started and how you ended in the class. I think that's also just a philosophy in general to live by. So how do you not compare yourself to other people? How did you get to that point? Do you still struggle with comparing yourself sometimes?
1: I think comparing is something that happens daily and that Mm -hmm. is very human. I think it's something normal, but it's with like everything. A little bit is good. If it's too much, mostly it's not good anymore. For myself, I was also in dance education, so I had four years of studying together with a group Mm -hmm. where every day there's training, every day you're in front of a mirror, every day dance is about you as a person as an artist it's very personal so mm-hmm. also it is very challenging and that it depends on the character and the personality how much you can use comparison as something um, productive mm-hmm. to learn because you can learn a lot through it also mm-hmm. and how much it can stand in your way for your own process actually And during my studies, like there was a long time where I could develop on a lot of levels. And then I had the feeling I was stuck physically, that I could not really come to the next level. But Mm. I had in a way... Underneath the feeling there's still some potential which I did not discover. Mm. But because not yet having had the tools, then there was starting for me this comparing to others, but like seeing mm. why can they do it? Why can I not do it with my body? Mm. Is it training that is missing? What is missing? So yeah. there I started to question. Mm. And that led me to start training with Robert Ludgy at Movementry Training Center. Mm-hmm. He and also the co-owner of the space, Francesca Bracelli, both in my process mentioned once this idea of okay comparing yourself with your own process, Mm -hmm. and for me was an important statement to be aware to see okay what have I achieved within my own training, and also to be clear with my results Mm -hmm. because it's very easy to see the things that are not working but to realize what is actually working and where you improved maybe Mm -hmm. is sometimes more difficult to see. Comparison is all good and healthy when it's not specifically connected with judgment because when we start to judge we are more in good or bad and Mm -hmm. then it can become as this toxic way it's interesting you say that it's what meaning you attach to comparison
0: because if you compare yourself very neutrally and constructively it really is more about okay what can I learn from this how can I become better or improve myself yeah but when you start attributing I'm not as good as this person or like oh I'm better than this person even sometimes to kind of to your own ego yeah 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 right? exactly you start to fall into that dynamic mm-hmm. because even when you do think of you being better mm-hmm. than somebody else you ultimately will still be worse quote unquote than somebody else yeah and you start putting yourself in that box and it's no longer about self-improvement for yourself mm-hmm. I'm just thinking if you have any I guess advice on that because as a
1: teacher of course this is in dance but yeah I mean the yeah. thing is like for me for example also the modern dance class that I then teach regular mm-hmm. um, the approach of my modern dance class is like yes the first part is o- also of course the physical part the training and so on it is about bringing people further in life supporting the, the journey in life mm-hmm. because it is always a process to come to a result and in a process we we meet our restrictions. We meet some challenges. And I use these moments when we come to our restrictions or when there is a struggling, even if it's just about a physical thing, about a step, mm. I try always to bring in aspects that are possible to refer them to life or mm. to the way how you approach your own processes outside dance. Mm. So I think that is first of all a little bit for the context and then I think in general, um, first of all, we need to become aware of that we compare ourselves so much. Hmm. In case we do, it depends on the person, but uh, only if we are aware of something, we can to start change something. Mm-hmm. And then I think it is, when we approach it like this, it is a chance to understand our insecurities mm-hmm. and to see until which point we need to accept them and which part is something we can work on Mm -hmm. because when we compare it's mostly about something we are insecure about yeah yeah so that's why then we can see okay why am I insecure about it what do I see in this other person what I don't have and then Mm -hmm. for example if it's now referring to the dance something physical we have a certain body structure we have a certain things that are the way we are born we cannot Mm -hmm. change but Mm -hmm. there are also physical things that you can develop mostly even more than we think when Mm -hmm. we have a good guidance of a good trainer Mm -hmm. then it's something we can change Mm -hmm. because we can own it but the things that we cannot change we can only accept because otherwise life is very hard That's maybe what a lot of people struggle with. Where is the line of acceptance? And I think there is not really like one way to learn that, but like to be aware you only, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people say. I think it's something I heard somewhere because I don't think that it's my own, Words, you only have Mm -hmm. this one body and this one life. So, when you every day are making your life hard through like Mm -hmm. not accepting the things that you cannot change, Mm -hmm. why living this life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) In a way, yeah. yeah. So, I think. It is really something also to confront yourself and Mm -hmm. to, like, put yourself in a way in front of a mirror and to say, like, hey, stop, what am I doing with myself? Like, (laughs) is it worth it? Or can I start changing it? And I think for some people just being aware of it, listen to it thinking about it exchanging with a friend yeah. um and maybe reading about it can already like help to to change it mm-hmm. step by step and others maybe need other support through physical education or therapy or whatever because mm-hmm. that's again what i said it's the range a mm-hmm. little bit is okay yeah. a lot is maybe too much yeah and then it is do i have the skills myself to change it or mm-hmm. do i need support to change it,
0: yeah. You know the phrase that's popping up in my mind as you're talking about being aware of your, of your comparisons. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of just conscious comparisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oftentimes it is that little voice in your head, you know. That's you're not vocalizing it out loud, but I'm sure all the listeners to this podcast you probably recognize those very thoughts that we're talking about, you know, or like alluding to. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you're right. Once you are a little bit more aware of it, that's when you should probably sit down and ask yourself, okay, what am I insecure about? Because I know I also have insecurities, but I, I, it's taken me a very long time. I've been working on it maybe the last two years mm-hmm. to come to accept those Things that are insecure, but actually for other people, they're very normal things. But it's also your
1: own perception of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or other people even appreciate it. Exactly.
0: But until you actually confront yourself about these things you will just go through comparisons in a sometimes very toxic way because you will start attributing that meaning of mm-hmm. good or bad mm-hmm. and you won't learn from them. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think when was the last time I compared myself. It was actually with a friend. I'm mm. just thinking now, like mm. I have this hugely successful friend and I'm so proud of her. You know, so she's doing such amazing things, but there's a part of me that's also jealous like oh, I wish I was also that successful, I feel like she's very strong in her opinions, and she's able to vocalize it in a very professional manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I've I've been able to do. I've, I've been learning to do that, but I have a much more soft approach mm-hmm. very often. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to process in real time. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> okay, that's a comparison. And so, what is that telling me yeah. about my own insecurity? Mm-hmm. And how can I learn from that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah actually, and also asking I think it's that is also something I think in this if you would, would take the time to mm-hmm. sit down for it is also to see is is that comparison that I make mm-hmm. is that actually true because mm-hmm. very often we have our own everybody has his own truth his own mm-hmm. reality and it's mostly not objective mm-hmm. so that sometimes help to ask our friends or mm. people that you only know a little bit about the things that you're doubting about or insecure about to ask other people how they perceive you in it Mm. because then you can check for yourself is your own reality the reality also from others and Mm. if you see there are different perceptions you can also maybe change your own perception like then, for example, now when you tell me about your comparison, like then I see you as a person. I mean, I experienced you in my dance class. I mm. experienced you. You approached me for the podcast. I I met you before in the birthday, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I experienced you as somebody like very strong and direct and clear and very nice verbalizing everything <laughs> and like so actually like what you now compare like oh, I I yeah. would tell about you also yeah. so. Yeah. It it's also something okay what is also to 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 question Mm -hmm. is what i make up as a comparison Mm -hmm. because also i think maybe if we compare something sometimes it's also something we maybe already have by ourselves but we wish to have it even more maybe Mm -hmm. or not always maybe but as soon there's something i think very similar there's the possibility to compare as more things are similar, as more base I think there is to compare. So I think it's also to then, and that is again, sitting down and analyzing what is actually true, like then what it is what makes you experience your friend as Mm -hmm. that clear and strong. Is it how she structured everything? Is Mm -hmm. it because she achieves a lot of, I don't know, awards? And then, what have do you have on the same level, yeah. like just fact wise? Yeah,
0: you know, I know you meant it as a rhetorical question, but the answer already came. To- <laughs> <laughs> and I, the answer for me is actually recognition. Uh huh. And I, I'm, I'm vocalizing this out loud because I'm sure a lot of people also struggle with this. Like when they're comparing themselves, it's because someone else maybe was recognized for this or that skill or just being who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And in our society, we are pushed to do X or Y oftentimes because of recognition Mm -hmm. or the way you were raised, you know, not Mm -hmm. everybody was raised this way, but a lot of people like myself were raised in a way where you were rewarded Mm -hmm. for good things, good grades or something like that. And so it's almost been trained in your mind. And Mm -hmm. when you don't get, that kind of recognition, or when you compare it to some, and it's not that uh, I always want recognition, and that's not that's not what I am striving for in life. Mm-hmm. But I think the comparison, I can already see it because I can see both of us doing also very similar things but she's much more successful Mm -hmm. at it than Mm -hmm. I have been. And Mm -hmm. what is success then? Mm -hmm, You know, what perception am I measuring this by? It's not my own. Mm -hmm. It is what I think society thinks Mm -hmm. of. And, and that, I think that's why coming back to what you were saying of checking in with the reality of
1: the situation,
0: talking to other friends about it, like sharing, yes, buddy sharing these insecurities and, your comparisons that are on your mind, I think, can also help mm-hmm. either make you realize well, what well, why are you actually comparing this thing that maybe you don't even need to mm-hmm. really compare or mm-hmm. make you realize, ah, okay, is that what I want? Because now saying it out loud, for me, it seems actually silly because I actually, that's not even a value that I, I really have, no. but it's because it's been trained into mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. just... My automatic response to seeing someone that's like so successful, that's that kind of toxic comparison. That's mm-hmm. just, if you don't check it and if you don't stop to reflect on it, it seems to make sense in your mind, but it actually doesn't no. really make sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I have a little bit a similar experience or in that sense, like when mm-hmm. I was, I graduated. My wish first was to have as much as possible experience mm-hmm. on all parts of dance. Mm-hmm. So I started going towards dancing as a, a performing as a dancer to create my own productions, to also collaborate with other people, be part of different projects, plus starting to build up actually also the teaching and the gyrotonic and the gyrokinesis. Yeah. So a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had kind of this ambition to mm-hmm. kind of get out of everything mm-hmm. what I do the best. Mm-hmm. And then I also at a certain moment, I also realized that this also has to do with this kind of, okay, uh, wish for recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what you say, society for me was more the circle of the dance scene. hmm where then there is like, okay, if you not have had performed, you are not maybe seen as professional dancer, or mm. if, which mm. is also true in a way. Mm. And then at a certain moment, because I'm somebody, I have a lot of energy, <laughs> <laughs> I can, like, I'm very organized. So mm-hmm. it worked out in a certain way to keep everything up and mm-hmm. to progress in everything, but not fully that I'm really fully then also content and happy with the development of every part of it. Hmm. And then at a certain moment, I also realized it also has to do with the recognition. And then I started to question, okay, what is what I really want for myself, for Hmm. my own progress? Um, And what it is, what I think I need to do achieve or do and then that also gave me the opportunity to also step by step let things go Mm -hmm. organize differently or give myself the time and the space to say okay now I focus on this Mm. and maybe in 10 years there comes again more the aspect of making the productions Mm. because you cannot do everything at the same time and that changed also then okay more and more where I say now Mm. I focus on the teaching and then what there was like yeah it is not the recognition, the outside recognition that I maybe at the moment receive or get from like okay she was in that dance production or she did that production or whatever but what is at the moment much more important is for me all the processes, all the results that I achieve with my clients or Mm -hmm. the people that join my group classes. It's not a recognition, but it is like the confirmation of, okay, this is what I would like to do, so I don't need a recognition. I don't Mm -hmm. need to be visible in that sense because I do the work for the people and Mm -hmm. not to be seen. And, of course, through that I am seen, I Mm. am seen from the people I work with because they appreciate the work. And then it's something also what you want for life because uh, Mm. I think for us as human being the, the social connection, the community is something very important and is where we can start or where we can be happy and because life goes always up and down and we always mm-hmm. have struggles and this will never change. Yeah. But for myself was also realizing okay, I also would want to have my life also with the social aspect, the community, to have spent time with friends, to mm-hmm. have time with family. And if I only put my focus on achieving in all these aspects (laughs) the best, I don't have time, I don't have energy for what is actually also very important in life for me is the the social aspect and the connecting with people that are close to me. Mm. And I think to be clear in what is important for yourself Mm -hmm. and then I think it doesn't matter what other people do and achieve Mm -hmm. because when you know this is important for myself and this is something what makes me happy or this is what let me feel I own something, Mm -hmm. I don't know, have passion for something or whatever, then the comparison cannot be toxic anymore Mm. because you know where your focus is yeah um within everything I think what is for me important and I don't I'm not sure if that is something you can learn I think it's something also I got from my parents in a way it's like I always in my whole life had like this trust that everything develops the way it will needs Mm. to develop so, also that I, when I'm with something not fully happy, or if I have the feeling I'm still searching, or then I have the trust it is needs to be like this at the, this moment. Mm. And I will come again to maybe another phase. So, there I, I sometimes don't feel the need to push through um when I don't like I need to feel always trust for things and if Mm. if I don't feel the trust for it then it does not make sense for me to like and this is something which is for me very like is intuition so Mm. I can also not really explain (laughs) what I mean with it but I always had this okay trust that the things come the way they Mm. need to come and I will make from it what I can do from it and that is good and um yeah
0: that's also a lot of self-trust though yeah yeah probably because trusting yourself to adapt whenever the time shows up for you to adapt exactly um and maybe because now now I'm just thinking about like my personal experience and I think I've lost a lot of that that trust Uh um I think I've experienced a few things in the last year where it was like uh, the defeating feeling that settles in even though, you know, I, <laughs> I actually, on my refrigerator, I have a little postcard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. hey, this is going to make sense. In a moment. <laughs> but um, I, a few years ago after like my breakup and it was during COVID and, and I remember I wanted to take a trip for myself just to reflect on where I want to be and also just feel that trust in myself again. And I remember that day I climbed up uh, a mountain around Chamonix and it was so easy for me and I'm not saying that to be like oh it's so easy but Mm -hmm. I just mean I was so surprised Mm -hmm. because I brought myself there Mm -hmm. and then I wrote that postcard that day like Jane look what you did you brought yourself there you can make things happen Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. take yourself Mm -hmm. uh, where you need to go Mm -hmm. and I find that again that's a lesson that I'm constantly learning but I haven't it's almost as if I haven't internalized that trust fully Mm -hmm. um but when I see you sitting here before me and you're explaining these things and even in our dance classes you just have this it feels like you're just one Mm -hmm. with yourself Mm -hmm.
1: and you fully trust yourself I mean it's nice to hear I think Mm it has something to do with my work also because Mm um I was always busy with body with being in the body now also in the work that I do with clients it Mm -hmm. is to understand your body and your body is something very concrete Mm -hmm. so if you feel you stand stable you trust if you feel you can do something physically you Mm -hmm. trust and your body is the first thing Mm -hmm. and when you trust can trust in your body and that's my work I in a way or that's one part of the work, I bring people whether, okay, also when there's really physical issues, for example, when there's um, back issues or frozen shoulder or or, or other aspects, in, yes, it is first recovering from the injury, but it is then again getting back the trust in Mm. your own body. Mm -hmm. And when you have the trust in your own body, you also start to get the trust in your own skills Mm. or the trust in that you can, achieve certain things so I think that's something and because this is what I do the whole time yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for myself but yeah. also with every person that I'm working with mm-hmm. um I think it is something that is like it is something in me so yeah. I cannot what you say it seems like you are one like it's nothing that I can I can take out yeah so and I think it's something that I appreciate a lot about my work uh, is that body is concrete, body mm-hmm. is experience, and mm-hmm. if. What you tell about climbing up the mountain (laughs) is a physical experience you achieved. Mm. You felt, I was capable to Mm. walk that way, which was probably longer time, (laughs) which was probably high. (laughs) uh, And to also, but not only walking up the mountain, but also taking the decision, I take the time off. Mm. I organize Mm. this travel. I organize that journey. It's a choice to step out of your life and to do that. And to choose this specific mountain, like all these steps that come already before, which mm. you did as, a, as you, you did the preparation, then you achieved it physically. Mm. And then you even realized for yourself, hey, that was a specific moment. I write myself a postcard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it is something very concrete you can refer mm-hmm. back to. Yeah. And that's something which is f- like for my life more easy because the body is physical and yeah. it is always concrete if you're not in the physical world as your job mm-hmm. and you're more behind the laptop working yeah. it is more difficult i guess yeah. to to get that uh, feeling feeling mm. of trusting yourself because you can start to trust your skills but if you don't trust your body I think there are still some insecurities then.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and you are training it every day for yourself. Because it's also in the work that you do as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well then how should I train every day? (laughs) it
1: doesn't need to be every day (laughs) yeah that's true but not i mean i hope that it's not just one summer that i go no but i mean i for example that is also something uh, like when i have people with injuries it's Mm -hmm. okay coming two or three times per week but if it's a person that is healthy comes Mm -hmm. one time per week and at a certain moment maybe even one time per week is not necessary anymore Mm -hmm. and it comes more to maintenance Mm -hmm. but like with one time per week coming for example for training these processes start to happen and Mm. people, my clients are more empowered, are starting to change how they walk on the street and Mm -hmm. so on and starting to trust in the body. And so it is always what life makes possible. But maybe it's also
0: about choosing how to show up for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, at least signing up for your class is one way for me to show up for myself Mm -hmm. because I've it's funny, at this like misalignment between your body and your mind, right? I'm just going to bring up this example about dance. Mm-hmm. It used to be like this where, you know, there's a dance floor, no one's dancing yet, but your body's really feeling the music. Mm-hmm. But your mind is insecure mm-hmm. and it doesn't want to be the first one on the floor mm-hmm. and making those moves, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. then people will watch you. But now that I've been taking these classes and I'm trying to connect to myself more and building that trust Mm -hmm. between my mind and my body, Mm -hmm. I just go out on the dance floor. Nice. You know, like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to see (laughs) them
0: Because my body wants it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that sometimes you yourself are your own barrier and it comes back again to that whole comparison Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. aspect of things. Actually, just coming full circle, it feels like even comparison again it's trusting yourself and trusting where your boundaries are and how you want to improve and mm-hmm. where you know your those yeah. limitations are yeah. it only comes if you know yourself mm-hmm. and you trust yourself mm-hmm. um well i wasn't expecting to come to that full circle Maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice circle yeah, i like it,
0: it. <laughs> I do, before we wrap up though, mm-hmm. there's one more point that I wanted to explore with you because another point, it wasn't in the first class we had, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, Albert, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was maybe the fourth or fifth class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the students are sometimes very shy mm-hmm. and no one wants to go into the front and everyone kind of wants to make themselves a bit small so they're not invading somebody else's Mm -hmm, space mm -hmm. and I remember because I tend to do that Mm -hmm. and I remember what you said you looked at me and you're like take up space it's fine you're not there's enough space for everybody Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and again that struck me as well (laughs) (laughs) because I I have that tendency to make myself small Mm -hmm so that other people can take up space mm-hmm. and I don't know this is probably more cultural this is maybe also just societal trainings that you go through that you internalize subconsciously and I, again I know this is something other people struggle with mm-hmm. and so when you said that to me it was like wow that's true why do I think that me taking up space would mean that someone else can't take up space. Mm -hmm. You know, this world is big enough for people to create their own space. Mm -hmm. And after that class, it was just kind of this triggering uh, point of consciousness for me where it was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess this still comes back to the element of trust with yourself. But when you said that, I just remember this realization and... I was wondering how did you get to that point as well you know I mean I'm sure this still goes back to all of your training and all of your yeah, work as well.
1: I don't with this yeah. I don't specifically um no I think it's more an observation of mm-hmm. like especially in group classes because when you're with I work a lot also individually and mm-hmm. then me as trainer I'm with my full attention on this one person and then this person also knows it can take all the space because Mm -hmm. I am there for this person Mm -hmm. but I can of course observe when the person is then with other people in transitions like going somewhere else or whatever Mm -hmm. I can see how people take their space or not take their space Mm -hmm. and in group classes it's more visible like Mm -hmm. if people take their space or not Mm -hmm just purely really on the physical level first. Like yeah. when when we are when I say okay, move all around the space mm-hmm. and then half of the studio's empty <laughs> and everybody is like in a, a small cuddle somewhere already tells like gives me a lot of information. Yeah. Um but, but you see this is something that a lot of people experience
0: as well. And it's a bit it's it's a bit sad. I don't know if it's like a societal thing where we 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 teach others that oh if you take up space it's a uh, rude or yeah actually yeah.
1: i yeah and actually i think it's the opposite because mm-hmm. i mean it, it we can take space on different in different ways we mm-hmm. can uh, taking space has to do i think also with being visible or mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. perceiving or thinking if i take space i'm visible also mm-hmm. um and we can take space through our body the physicality we can take space through our voice when i'm very very loud like Mm. i take space from other people Mm. um we can take space through skills where Mm. we can be visible when we do for example in dance when there's somebody like doing it very very well Mm. it draws a certain attention for example Mm -hmm. so there's i think several ways or layers how to take space but Mm. for me taking space And I think that's something maybe then this is something to switch the mindset also. Uh, When you take space, you also give something. It is also a sharing Hmm. because when you dare to step somewhere and you you give yourself, you become visible. And Hmm. with that, you also give something to the people around you. That can be in a very positive way. That can be Mm. in a neutral way. It can also be in a negative or disturbing way for sure. But to take space is something to be part of the community in a way. Mm. So uh, if you don't take your space, you also don't give. You hold everything Mm. for yourself. Mm. If you take space, you are also in giving, but also you have more surrounding now people cannot see that I'm with my hands all (laughs) over the place to show that you also can receive more Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it has also something to do with like yeah giving and receiving and um, not seeing it as something negative taking Mm -hmm. the space but as something that is actually the possibility to connect yeah because you can inspire in in, for example Mm. dance class if somebody Stairs now from from this image of everybody is in one corner Mm -hmm. moving around when it's more an open task. Yeah. And if now one person would start to dare to go in this empty space, mm-hmm. it would inspire the rest to also start to go more into space, to yeah. move maybe bigger because yeah. there's more space. And I see that in our so class dynamic. Is, you yeah, can see when Yes. Yeah. And that's something also now, for example, where now we had a couple of classes, I really mm-hmm. like to see this starting change Mm. that everybody starts to move more freely and is not so concerned anymore Mm. to to be visible and to try also things because there are certain things where we work technically and where it's really about okay learning physical Mm. things and Mm. improve physically but there are also parts where it's about very different aspects which are then more the the aspects also that are maybe important for life yeah And uh, where it is also about going over your insecurities Mm -hmm. and and trying things out without already judging them and Mm -hmm. exploring a little bit like children who they just play. They don't think about the effect or the result or how people perceive them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a um, self-conscious aspect. And I also think maybe even, dare I say, self-centered. Because you're so focused on yourself Mm -hmm. and not focused on this giving aspect or just enjoying the space together with the people around you because you're so hyper-focused on your own insecurities Mm -hmm, or your mm -hmm, own visibility. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll take that into the next, (laughs) our next class next
1: week. (laughs) Yes, very good idea.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, Alina, usually I like to end on the question, what is the right feeling in
1: all of this? The right feeling in all of this. Mm -hmm. And I say all of this because we've talked about a lot of different (laughs) things. Yes, 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 that's true. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it comes back to this feeling of trust. Mm -hmm. When I trust, for me, it has a feeling of calmness. Mm-hmm. because then i don't need to question i do i'm not drawn i'm not reacting on on impulses mm-hmm. from outside i mm-hmm. I trust mm-hmm. i'm calm yeah i think the right feeling is calmness mm-hmm. for me yeah thank you very
0: much elena for coming onto to the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your experiences I really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you. Thank you also for your curiosity about (laughs) about my world, about my work and uh, to invite me.
0: Well, Alina, where can people find you online and your work? And if they want to connect, how would they find you?
1: Um, So first of all, my website. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll link it in the description. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Mm www.alinajacobs.nl And then I also have Instagram account and also Facebook. And on Facebook, I have one, it's mostly for the teaching, which mm-hmm. is classes.alinajacobs. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody interested in the work and to experience, the best thing is like have a look at one of the channels and mm-hmm. then contact me personally and ask and always is coming for intake to, to see the starting point because it's starting from the person. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, everything will be in the description box. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. For anybody that's interested, Alina's work is currently based in Rotterdam and Amsterdam. So if you wanna get in touch with Alina, I'll leave her details in the description box below. If you like this episode, share it with your friends or family or rate it on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much for listening and I can't wait to feel the feels with you in the next episode.